You are about to hear two New York City-based artists discuss how to pursue God, music, and a fulfilling life. I'm Melinda May. I'm Trevor Knight, and this is Stronger Voices. Welcome to this episode of Stronger Voices. We got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. We're talking about love, what it is, where it comes from. Um, We're going to do some silly questions at the end. But first, quick weekly catch-up on music stuff. Yes. So, our song, Not Anymore, came out yeah. in February. What are your thoughts? What have the reactions been? Um, I love how much people love it. It's been so well received. Um, and it's funny because you called that. You are like, because it's, there's, there's like a, because it's an acoustic song, because we both played the instruments, it's just, there's a realness and a rawness to it that I think that people just really like, you know, I really like. And it's it's something a little different than each of us have put out. Definitely. And to see people like it so much, it's been so, so well received. People really like it. It's been getting a lot of streams, so it's really neat. Yeah. No, I think it definitely adds diversity and depth to both of our music catalogs. You yeah. know, it's different than what either of us normally do individually. Even the cover art, you know, it's just different. Yeah. Um, and I think people appreciate that. Yeah. And I definitely do. You know, it's a nice it's a nice addition, I think, for both of us. Yeah, there's so many people who tell me that they listen to it. Like not just like, Oh, I heard your song, it's really good, yeah. but it's on a playlist or like I like yeah. it or like I, I put it on sometimes, you know, like yeah. I really like it, so that's really neat. And I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. So. Yeah, and every time I hear it, I think about what it was like to make it. It was such a fun it couple was, days. It was so it was so good. It was Christmas. It came time. together so fast. Yeah. You know? And we had so much fun those couple days in the studio and just being at Erica's house. That's where we stayed, my best friend's house while she lives um near the studio we traveled to in Pennsylvania and it was just really fun. It was. Yeah. So um there's just good um, there's goodness embedded yeah. in every part of that. Cause it was fun writing it too. Yeah. No, exactly. You so know? it's impossible to not remember those things when you hear the song, you know, yeah. you, you have songs for certain times of your life. You know, you hear a song and it takes you back to this one memory you have with your friend 10 years ago. Yeah. It's cool that this song is that way. And the memory is the making and the coming together of the song. Yeah. Inseparable from that. Same, same. It's kind of for that, it's the soundtrack of life for that time. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And specifically some of those really like um, good memories. So yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I've been pretty blown away by, yeah, like you said, how much people like it and how much people listen to it and appreciate it. And um, yeah, I'm very happy with it. So if you haven't heard the song, it's called Not Anymore. You can find it on either of our Spotify profiles, mm-hmm. which are linked below. But yeah, very proud of that song. Me and too. happy with where it's headed. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I also think it's neat that, I think it's just so cool that we did a duet. Yeah. You know, I think that's... I don't foresee doing that, at least for me, for the foreseeable future. You know, it was a departure from what I normally do for sure. Same. Yeah. Um but that's like, I'm, yeah, like I didn't, I never planned on doing something like yeah. that. It seems so, maybe it doesn't seem like this for others, but for me, it seems very outside of, yeah, of my idea of what I have for my collection. Yeah. And I'm so glad it's there. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. Other music things. Um, you had a show. I did. On I, Tuesday night. I did. And it was, it w- the show was nine o'clock scheduled for nine o'clock on a Tuesday yeah. night. And, and I didn't packed. go on till almost 940. Yeah. 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 And it was so fun. I had so much fun. Yeah. I literally had to say that in between, I think, my second and third songs. You did. I was like, I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're having fun. I was, yeah, I was blown away. You know, I was thinking about all of that when I was laying in bed after that show. I just, like, couldn't sleep because I was so uplifted and excited. You yeah. know, I, I was thinking about that. I mean, first of all, I think I had something like 32, 33 people show up for me which was amazing you know it's a tuesday night at nine o'clock yeah you know and especially in a time when this virus outbreak okay everyone's telling you you should stay home and that life is terrible and everything's crashing and burning to have to go from you know 10 months ago i was doing excel spreadsheets 12 hours a day and nothing wrong with spreadsheets i love spreadsheets still use them (laughs) but to go from that to now having a product that people assign their time and value to to a degree that they'd show up at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night I was overwhelmed you know I was humbled by the advent of that and I had such a good time I had such a good time it was so fun I felt like the audience was engaged yeah I I was very thankful it went better than I could have hoped yeah it was really great and I definitely think it was one of your your best shows for sure everybody everybody wanted to hear what you were going to say next and like what you're going to play next. And you were so, um, just engaged in your own songs. You know, that's what draws people in when you're really living the song, when you're playing it, maybe that's the wrong way to put it when you're really like believing the song as you're playing it. And that's what it felt like as opposed to I'm playing this song for an audience right now. Instead, you're experiencing the song yeah. as you're playing it. And it just draws people in and it drew us in and it, it was just good. It was yeah. just a good show. I was so happy. It yeah. was really good. I literally had that thought while I was playing a couple of the songs and I hadn't had that thought before on stage where I was playing the song like I play it in my room for nobody. You know, yeah. I play the song when I do that because I love the song and I love to play and I love music. You know, yeah. and I, and that's what I was doing on stage. And it w- people could and feel I'm, it. And I'm getting more comfortable it. doing that in front of people, but getting to that space in my head where I'm not, I'm not doing this because I'm on stage and I want everything to be right and everything to hit perfectly in the audience to receive every note that I'm giving off i'm just doing it because i love it and i and i want to transmit that love to the audience you know yeah and yeah i i think i definitely hit a level of comfortability that i hadn't had before yeah and and i told you this that night but you grow everybody grows in what they do and performance is a part of this so there's musicianship and songwriting and um, and promo and all these things that you just keep doing. And as you keep doing anything, you, um, if you're engaged in it and you truly love it and you have a desire for it, you tend to get better at it. And performing is just one of those. And you, it, it, it's following that pattern where you just keep getting better at performing. And it's really neat to see. And it was, it was just a great show. It was so fun. I had so much fun. I'm glad. Yeah. I laughed and it was just really good. And, and, um, it went by fast, 
which is a mark of a good show, I think. So it went by fast for me too. So you're doing a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So you got this whole acoustic live set of regularly intervaled releases coming out. Tell us about that. I'm really excited about this. Yeah. So there's going. I'm releasing a lot of um, acoustic live or acoustic songs because I think some of them I might just record in my apartment. But and it's a whole series that I'm just going to release of the. There's the intro beforehand, so it's the story behind the song. That's maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. Some of them are four minutes, and then and then on a separate track is the song. And I'm just going to keep releasing those and invite people into my songwriting and, and what I'm doing. And I'm still going to continue to release produced tracks as well. Chemicals is coming up soon. I'm really excited about that. Um, and then the music video for Soup is coming out on Wednesday. So so that'll be out by the time people listen to this podcast. Yeah. So go watch the Soup music video. It's really fun. Um, and it's just... Yeah, I, I I love how that turned out. It's really good, and uh, and my uh, and the acoustic live version of Soup came out um, Monday. Yeah, I think was it yeah t- yeah or was it Tuesday? Uh, I think it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. I, I think it was Tuesday. It was the day of your show. Yeah, so that's available too with the story behind it, and so um, you can go check that out too. But yeah, lots of new. Lots of new content, so I'm so excited for the next song coming out. Um, and so it'll be a connected sort of series. They're all going to have similar cover art. They're all going to be acoustic live versions, and they're going to be at consistent intervals. So I think that's all great stuff from a cohesive marketing perspective. You know, you get people to expect this thing that's coming out, yeah. and they'll all be together in people's minds subconsciously as oh this is a thing melinda may did with her acoustic versions and they all kind of look the same and a lot of them are from the same show yeah so it'll be i think it'll be a great addition to your catalog of music for sure and when you hit this very um sort of recognizable image that and you on whatever platform you're on um youtube or or Apple Music or Spotify, there's always going to be those two tracks with the story and the track. And I like that because I want, yeah. I just think that that's right. I think the story needs to be there too um, for what I'm doing. So yeah, I'm really happy about that. I'm excited about that. And that's kind of what's going, oh, and I have a show May 1st at Rockwood, which I'm going to start promoting pretty soon. So what's the date that this podcast comes out? Do we know? So it would be two weeks from two, the twenty eighth of March. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, S- around there. Around then. So by that, by I mean, the hopefully people are listening to this in twenty twenty one or yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know later in the year in twenty twenty. But I yes. think the first time this will be available is the twenty eighth of March. Right. So if you're hearing this and May first of twenty twenty is coming up, um, I'll be at Rockwood at seven o'clock stage two. So I'm very excited about that show. That's going to be good. That will be fun. I've got ideas. So, um, I am so busy right now. Just so busy in the best way. Um, yeah, you got the music video, you got this podcast, you got this release of many, many acoustic songs. You got this show. And then other releases and then my live shows. And then, 
ideas I want to do on social media. So and you have friends and paying rent and work. And yeah, <laughs> and I, right, right. And I and I still work um, part time. And also, I think it's and also my church, yeah. which is real important to me. So there's a lot, Trev. There's yeah. a lot. <laughs> but your cup is very full. It is. That's a good way to live. But I was assigning yesterday all of my, I was like writing everything down. Like what are the tasks that I know that I have to do once a week? Mm. Cause sometimes things change. I don't always have a music video that I'm promoting. I don't always have yeah. a single coming out necessarily. I do every eight weeks or so or, or 12 weeks, whatever it's going to be. But with this acoustic series coming out and with the podcast, um, there's just certain tasks that need to be done weekly. So I'm going to start assigning my tasks to like on Monday. I know I do this thing on Tuesday. I know I do this thing. Like I brush your teeth. <laughs> I That's brush, a Monday thing. For I me. brush my teeth only on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and like that. Kills. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing? <laughs> like, it's a joke people. <laughs> it's not. Okay. <laughs> it kills me a little inside to do it that way because it just does, but that's what's necessary right Why now. Why does it kill you inside? Too much structure? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. <laughs> well, you know. I want to roam free. Uh, yeah, but also there are some days where I'm just like, podcast, go. Yeah. And I just get a ton of stuff done for the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's just how I work. Um, but I need a little more structure in, in what I'm doing because I can't wake up every day being like, I have 20 things to do. It needs to be like, I have 20 things to do, but they're... A lot but I'm going to do four today. But I'm going to do four today. Yeah. So, and you saw my whiteboard system. I think that works pretty well. And I just Yeah, it made me want to get one. Yeah. And I just kind of changed the dates as I need I to. I really want to get one. You should. Just having a visual graphic. Where would you put it? Maybe above my bed. <laughs> so, the <laughs> first thing I see when I wake up is, this is what I'm doing today. Let's go. <laughs> it's funnier because... Trevor has a lofted bed, so it's near the ceiling, right? Yeah. And so it would be very close to my face. <laughs> <laughs> you just wake up in the morning and Yeah. That's very Trevor Knight of you. <laughs> Hardo Trev. Hashtag Hardo Trev. It's a thing. Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Hardo Trev. Okay. Do you want to get into the nuts and bolts of what we're talking about today? Let's get into it. We're talking okay. about love. We're talking about love. So Starting from the place of what love is and what God says love is and what God's love is. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why I wanted to touch on this is because love is such the, not love itself, but the idea of love and the word love is sometimes perceived as very wishy-washy. What does that Mm -hmm. actually mean? How do you actually do that? Because everybody claims to have love sure everybody claims to love other people you know everybody claims to be or everybody would like to be a loving person there's not you know um there's not even people who are committing evil claim that they in some way do it for love and even those people would say they love 
you know, their family or they love certain things in their life. Or Yeah. I think most people would say they have love of something. Right. So because of that, it becomes this almost throwaway idea, I think, for people sometimes because it's it's kind of everywhere. The word in English, there's only one word for all these different types of love. So Good point. Yeah. That's yeah. not the case in other languages. Right. So it becomes kind of this. Like you can say, I love God and also I love bread. Yeah. You know, it's the same word in English, but it means very different things. So when you say to someone or you believe God loves me, or when you say God loves you, that could, that it could, it's so can easily get lost. Like, okay. It can that's sound kinda, like a God loves bread. Yeah. You know, or like if someone well, says in the street, Jesus loves you. What does that mean? How do you know yeah. that? And like, what does that even look like? Sure. God loves me because, and especially some people, you know, if they didn't have parents who loved them and they don't have friends who love them it's like well what yeah or they've never had a relationship or they've never had a child or they've never yeah they've never had a relationship in their life that has been a loving one right they definitely don't know what it means yeah and so we just kind of wanted to talk about that today and i i also wanted to touch on how the love that is described in the Bible and some of the acts that Jesus did and the way that the Bible teaches to love is is so radical. Yeah. It's so much more than it, and it is doing good deeds for people and it is being nice to people and it is being courteous. That's a part of it. Yeah. But oh man, it's like bigger and just riskier and yeah. way more um higher stakes than yeah. that. I totally agree. And I think a great place to start for that idea is to go to um, John 3.16. And that says, it's one of the most oft quoted verses in the entire Bible. But it says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Kind of sums up Christianity. But what is that love? And why... What does that mean that God gave his only son? So, and a lot of people, even Christians, don't understand why Jesus had to die. Like, why did this happen? Why would God do this if he loves his son? It The dots don't really connect. But basically, God's a perfect judge, right? God created justice. And humans have free will, and they're tainted by their flesh and the world and the enemy and all these things. So they do bad things. Humans do bad things. They they do things that are against God's will. And because God is a perfect judge, someone, there has to be a consequence for that. There has to be a consequence for that. Otherwise, justice wouldn't exist. So right. it became to the point over the course of human history that that sin built up so much and there was so much of it that the price to be paid for that sin could no longer be paid by the sacrificial system that had been established by the old Jewish law. So God sent his son, the perfect incarnation of God as a man, to bear the brunt of that sin and pain and to serve as a sacrifice for all of man. So we were talking about this yesterday, but a lot of people would probably say, I would take a bullet for my best friend. I would take a bullet for my dad. I would take a bullet for my child. Sure. And that's a valiant thing to do. Fewer people would say, I would take a bullet for a stranger. I would take a bullet for someone I don't know. Hardly anyone would say, I would take a bullet for a murderer. I would take a bullet for a 
a felon. I would take a bullet for someone I don't know and someone who's bad. Right. But that's what God did. And he, so to conceptualize what his love is, God, and even a step beyond that, even fewer people would say, for someone who's a murderer and someone I don't know, I would send my child to die. I won't take it myself, but I'll send my child to die. I don't know if anyone on earth would do that. And that's what God did. So to, to be a perfect judge and to show how much and how deep his love is, he had one son who was perfect and he sent him to serve as the sacrifice to pay for the sin that all the world had built up. Every sinner who had ever lived and every sinner that will has yet to be born, their sins have already been paid for because the perfect sacrifice has already been given. Someone who was God was sacrificed to pay the cost for that sin. That's how big God's love is. He sent his child to die for people who are adulterers, who are murderers, who are liars, because he loves them so much and he created them and he wants them to have life. He wants them to have a relationship with him. So that's what, that's what God thinks of love is. You know, yeah. God, God is love and God created love when people say Jesus loves you, God loves you, God loves everyone, whatever they say, that's the level of love that God intends for that phrase to mean, I think. Yeah, that God actually, because Jesus truly, absolutely, beyond a shadow of a doubt existed, and he definitely died, and Christians believe that he truly was the son of God, and that when he died, that what the Bible says about that is true. When he died, you're right. It was, it was for Melinda and for Trevor, you know, like so that I don't have to. So if the, the punishment that you deserve for, for your sins, if there's any punishment deserving for not, as you said, cause God invented justice and he's a perfect judge. So how do you, how can you stand up against that? And how do you, how do you stand with your held head held high before God? How do you have that? Um, how can you just be in the presence of this perfect judge who invented justice? And the answer is because God made a way for you to do that by sending his son so that when Jesus died, it was in place of my own death. You know, yeah. so instead of me being punished, Jesus took all of that upon himself when he died. And it's incredible. That's what the Bible means when it says we died with Christ. That's what it's saying. Um, yeah, so, and the Bible does say, uh, God says, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And the Bible also said that Jesus was so close to the father. He would spend so much time in prayer with the father. The Bible says that Jesus, um, you know, he would like have loud, loud cries. You know, he was praying a lot and was close with the father and, and he was perfect. Jesus was perfect. And, and as unthinkable as it is, and if, the, if I think if, you think you don't understand this. It's something you take on faith because how could it be completely understood that this man was fully man and fully God, Th the son of God, fully God, 
you know? And yeah, so that is as much as God loved him. Oh, and then it also says before Christ died, he's talking to someone and he says, you know, I could, I don't, I could call, um, angels to, to, um, get me out of this mess. Like, I don't have to do this, but Jesus gave his life. That's love, you know, or when it says, when Jesus prayed and he said, take this cup away from me, you know, but not my will, yours. Jesus did not want to die. He, he didn't, he wanted to follow God's plan and he loves us, but he was scared, perplexed. I don't know if I want to use the word scared. Yeah, probably sure. Oh, I Upset. think he was scared. Yeah. Sure. Like crying out to God saying, let there be another way, but I, but not my will, but yours. So, but Jesus still laid down his life, death on a cross. And it wasn't for no reason. It was for Trevor and Melinda and for you, literally, literally, personally, for each individual person. So that's what Christians believe. And that level of love is just. Oh, my gosh. I can't even. It's the, unfathomable. The And it's not even like the scenario we were laying out where it's. I'll send my child to take a bullet for this murderer that I don't know. It's I will send my child to undergo a prolonged, painful, arduous death. You know, death by one of the most heinous ways of killing people at, Roman that, at that time. Yeah. Unfathomable. Yeah. And, and um, that's like so... Because God the Father sent his son, because Jesus laid down his life for us, because the Father raised Christ from the dead three days later, miraculously, and we now live through Christ and he lives in us. I mean, that's why when I say God loves you, or if I'm saying that to whoever, I know what what I'm saying. I'm not just saying this trite thing like, God loves you, God you know, it's not like that. It's like, no, he did this. He, this happened. This really happened. And if you're a Christian, you believe that all of the spiritual elements of that, that your sin was paid for in that moment are true, really true. As true as, as true as we're sitting here right now at this table, as true as the sky is blue, that's what happened that day. So when I say to people at work or when I text people and I say I know that God loves you it's that's how I know because that's what happened there and it was for that person that I'm texting or that person that I'm telling you know so um, it's not again this kind of uh, gray idea it's a very solid there's evidence here so let's Let's expound on that a little bit. Where do you see evidence of that? And where have been examples of that? So I think, I think Jesus's life, if you don't, if you haven't read the word, I think there's an idea that Jesus's life was very, he walks around with this like white glow over his head and he just like, and everything was so kind and gentle and easy. And he just floated around healing people. He did heal people, but Jesus was so filled with love and he was so boots on the ground, like 
out there in the world. Um, and you could see some examples of this that I love that really show the heart of God and the heart of Jesus. You know, like I was struck when I read that um, in in Luke 19. So uh, Jesus, when he looks out over Jerusalem, he cries, you know, he weeps and like, put yourself in that situation. Like you look out over this city and you just cry. And like, why is that? Because he was so filled with love for the people, not condemnation, but love, you know, he's upset. There's another time, um, in, in Matthew 23, we looked these up before the podcast, by the way, and you could look them up too, but this is Matthew 23, 37. And he's saying, um, again, it's, Jesus talking and he's saying, I wanted to, uh, like gather you under my wing, like, like a hen would have done with her babies. Like, that's what I wanted to do for you. But, but you are not willing. He's sad over that, you know, and you could see like the love and what he's saying. And like, I wanted, I wanted to protect you and gather you close to me. Like, that's what Jesus wants. You know, that's this, that's, that's where he's coming from. That's what he was like. That's what God is like making statements like that. Like I want to be close to you. God is aware of your sin. God is aware that we're not perfect. God is aware of everything, but, and he was at that time too, when he made that statement, he knows. Um, but that doesn't stop him from wanting to, to like gather his children and be close to them. And, um, and he says, he's like, but you weren't willing you know, so the issue here is not that Jesus is condemning you or telling you no, but the issue, and even back then, was was that the people weren't willing, you know. So I think that's a good point, too. But, um... And there's a lot of other examples of that, too. So many, Of yeah. Jesus being a man that walked and talked and ate and did human things but so clearly showed that love that we talked about that god had entrusted to him he healed people based on their faith he healed the paralyzed man he healed a blind man um, he fed thousands of people who needed food who were following him around just to hear him speak um, he forgave the sins of adulteresses and tax collectors and all sorts of people you know he showed the love that was instilled in him because he was God in a very human way. He affected people in the way that they knew, in the in the ways that their life was being lived. Blind man can't see. Jesus showed his godly love by making that man see, you know? Yeah. And and even when Jesus feeds the five thousand, I think that's kind of people know about that. People reference it all the time. But you know it's interesting, like in the beginning of that the the scripture about that story the disciples are like jesus people are getting hungry send them away like tell them to go get something to eat and jesus says you give them something to eat you know because he's like no no no, we're gonna do it <laughs> and then he proceeds to do the miracle and that's love it's that like it's that no like we're gonna take care of this i'm gonna take a step out and do it i'm gonna take personal responsibility here i'm gonna act Again, another example of love not being this like emotion that floods you or this this idea that is not concrete. Jesus' love is an action and God's love is an action too by 
giving his son and also by these things that you're saying, healing people and making a blind person see and giving these people food, you know, it's interesting. Like, were they going to die? Those people, if they didn't eat that night? No, no, but he loved them. But it was compassion. Yeah. 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 And it's funny. I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you, but I always say like, I grew up with my family. If you have a problem, if you, you know, have something going on it's like well you know let's say you're blind or something you know it's like well you got your hearing and you could talk so (laughs) get yourself together (laughs) and like keep going you know and jesus could have said that he could have been like look you're blind but you need to thank god for what you do have you you were walk you're walking around you still got your whole life ahead of you and you're gonna go to heaven someday he didn't say any of those things he healed the blind man you know, he healed them. And that's something that I have to remind myself because I could be tough on myself like that. You know, I'm just like, Hey, Melinda, just keep going. Right. Yeah. And then I remind myself like, no, Jesus, it, his love is so compassionate and so personal. And so, yes, I will help you. Yeah. You know, and that goes back to an idea we've talked about on several episodes. God loves you to the point that it's his pleasure to give you the things that you want, yeah. you know, not just the things that will make it possible for you to live your life, but the things that you want, you know, the blind man could have lived a long, healthy life. Like you said, Jesus could have said, things will be fine. People will help you, you know, you're going to be okay. But the guy wanted to see, Yeah. you know, God wants you to give, wants to give you the things that you want if you ask him. If you ask him and if you want them, it's amazing. And of course, um, I'm aware of, of times in the Bible where, you know, Paul had a thorn in his flesh and asked God to remove it three times and he didn't. So there's things like that too. But the the but the compassion and the love of Christ is so sweet. It is so powerful. It is so real. It's so um, action-based and sweet. And just, you know, um, Jesus never did this thing that I sometimes do, you know, where it's like, well, what's the point of this? I get stuck on that sometimes. Well, what would be the point? Because this and then this, and then when I follow Mm. that pattern out, you know, we all do that. But Jesus didn't do that, you know? He was just like, yes, which is, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think love looks like that, you know, like love. That's why I wrote that song. Yes. Yes. I think love from God looks like that. He just, he's like, yes, to little things, to big things. Like he just, he's so compassionate and you see that in the Bible with the life of Christ. You know? And I think another important idea that follows from that is what you mentioned. Jesus fed the people that were following, listening to him preach by telling his disciples to feed them. You know, Jesus calls us to love in a, in a similar way. Jesus yeah. calls us to love people in the way that he has loved us. And that's everywhere in scripture, you know. Yeah. First John talks all about this. We love because he first loved us, you know. First John 4, 7, let us love one another for love is of God and he who loves is born of God and knows God. To love is the most godly thing you can do because God is love. God 
and we talked about what God's love is. God gave his son up for us to die a tortuous death. Loving other people is what God calls us to do because that's what he's done for us. God gave us a good thing. He gave us love. And because God is good, God wants us to share that good thing. God, When God gives you good things, you know, God gives you financial wealth. God gives you the ability to teach people. God gives you the ability to play music. You are obligated to use those gifts God has given you and share them with other people. And it's the same with love. Love is the biggest gift God has ever given. And it is your calling as a child of God to share that with others. God calls you to love others because he loved you first. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and again, going back to the idea that God's love is so, it's radical. It's, it's so big. It's so different than what the culture um, says love is or what would, what would be naturally done. So to your point, yes, like we're supposed to love others. And Jesus taught, you know, what, what credit is it to you if you love people who love you back? Mm. The worst people in the world, think of um, like the worst people in the world I could think of are like mobsters and stuff. I read this book on the Russian mafia that gave me nightmares, but like, yeah, like think of those people, right? They're doing really terrible acts in the world, but they still love people who love them. But Jesus is like, I'm calling you and I'm telling you love people like this. Love, love people, people, right. Who, who hate you. Yeah. Who don't love you back. That's like radical, that radical godly love. And you're going to love. And when you lend to someone like don't expect it in return, just lend it. Yeah. You know? And if, if, um, someone asks you to go one mile with them with, which is an expression Um, referring to something specific that happened in Roman times. But if someone wants you to walk a mile with them, you walk two. That is like, it's radical love. It's love. love. Yeah, it is love. (laughs) And, um, and in the same, in the same book, first John, it says anyone who claims to love God, but hates a brother or a sister is a liar. So it's not just that we are called to love other people and that we should love other people, but that is, that is evidence of you loving God is if you love other people, if you don't love other people, but you claim to know God, God would contend that you don't really know me and you don't really love me if you're not doing what I say. And I say, love people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. Yeah. Your brothers and sisters and and your enemies and it's just it's all over the bible like that's the message that uh, that's what we're supposed to do as christians because that's what god does for us but again it's like well what does that what is that you know and that's what it is it's when before jesus is crucified peter you know slices off the ear of the roman soldier and jesus heals it and jesus is like no more yeah oh my gosh what a foreshadowing so Mm Yeah, one of the men who was coming to capture him and put him on trial and crucify him, Peter tries to defend Jesus from this man by cutting off his ear, and Jesus heals this man. Because, as Jesus is going to say a few hours later when he's crucified, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. These people know not what they do. Yeah. This guy's a soldier, and he's trying to capture me, 
And he has mercy on this man. The guy's ear gets cut off. He's trying to capture and kill the son of God. And the son of God heals him for doing that. And even Judas, um, who betrays Jesus, which is like such a heartbreaking story. Um, The whole whole Judas thing, you should read it. Because there's a lot in there. So Jesus, you know, gives away, or Judas gives away Jesus and, and, um, uh, leads the people that want to kill him to Jesus essentially. And Jesus says to Judas, like friend, he refers to him as friend, friend, do what you do, what you're going to do. Such gentleness, such love, you know, and I'm bad at this. I get, I get real mad when somebody who's supposed to be on my team is not, (laughs) you know, I don't like that. And like, I always think about, um, and it doesn't happen often, but, um, I always think about that, that Jesus knew everything and knew Judas's heart and knew exactly what was going on there and and said to him, friend, do what you're going to do again, radical love, like so different than what the culture, what our culture would tell you to do. And we're always going to fall short of that, but God calls us to try. God calls us to love people that way. He says when someone slaps you to turn the other cheek and let them slap you again. You know, God says to love people that hate you. That's really hard to do. Someone has shown you injustice. Someone is unfair to you. Someone hurts somebody that you love and you're called to forgive them. You're called to love them. Yeah. And I love what you told me one time. I think it was you about forgiveness. It was, it really was helpful because this may not have been you. Tell me if it was. You said that forgiveness was is not like this emotion that you have to ask God for or something like that. Like God, like help me to forgive this person. It's literally like you have to do it. Oh, it's an obedience thing. It's yeah. an obedience thing. Yeah. yeah, you have to actually do it. Yeah. And so then when I heard that, I was, because, and I think it's good to pray, help me to forgive and, and this person. And it's good to be in a heart posture to be able to do it freely. Yeah. But there are times when you're not going to be in that posture and someone has wronged you and... It's not just, I, I think this was me, by the way. I. It's not just something that if the Holy Spirit molds you, you will freely forgive people. It's something that you have, ah, this to, is what it you was. have yes. to make a concerted effort mm-hmm. to do, even when you don't want to, because because it's it. a command from God. Because <laughs> it's, a, it's a command from God. You know, God doesn't say, forgive the people that have wronged you, but it's, you know, it'll blow over and, you know, the yeah. stuff that you'll forget about in a few months. He says to forgive people 70 times seven, you right. know, and that's more than you're ever going to do it. But it's, if you don't forgive someone, you're not obeying God. Right. And it's something that you, yeah, you, you, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you take a step out. And, and I, so now my prayers. I used to pray like, God, help me to forgive this person when I needed when to say that prayer. And now it's like, I kind of tell God, like, God, thank you. I do forgive this person because it is an obedience thing. And it's something that it's something that you do. But anyway, that's an, another example of the way that you are to love and the way and and it, it all goes together. Like, because God forgives me, I, you know, because God forgives you we extend that and we forgive others because that's the whole thing is we want to love the way that God loves us, you know, but, um, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty high level stuff, pretty grandiose ideas, but it's nice to break it down in terms of how Jesus showed it as a man, you know, how Jesus exemplified those things as a man. And that's another miraculous thing is that we would be so much further disconnected from God and we would have so much more trouble understanding these ideas. And we still do, you know, and that's why the church exists. That's why the word exists. That's why God calls us to, to talk about these things every day. Yeah. Um, God says where two or three are gathered in my name. I am there. Yeah. And there's a reason why all the prayers in the Bible are in a collective tense, like our father, thank you this day for our bread. They're meant to be done with other people because these are difficult things, but it would be way more difficult if Jesus didn't exist. If he, if we had to understand God's love and the fruits that the spirit can give us just by imagining them instead of seeing what do they look like if a man were to do them what does god's love look like in human flesh god's so perfect that he thought of that and he knew that even if you know god did miraculous things in the old testament before jesus was around god created a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud and parted the red sea and made all these very visible demonstrations of his love and his power and his presence but he knew that that would not be enough. And we needed to see someone in the flesh that could demonstrate his teachings. And he did that. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we say that, you know, when someone, when a Christian tells you, someone watching that God loves you, this is sort of, I think mostly what is meant by that, you know? So, it's not this like God loves you and this throwaway thing. It's very, very real. And the way that the way that Christ loves, um, like as you just pointed out, because God, you know, sent this human, this actual person to be an example. And, and the way that Jesus loves is so, it's so real. It's so right now. It's so tangible. It's not, it's not this, idea that's somewhere off it's it's truly um like god's love for people is happening right now yeah it's happening to me and to everyone and it would be so much more difficult to understand these sorts of ideas if you hadn't spent time with the one thing God already gave us, which was his word. You know, most Christians have never read more than a few words of the Bible. And this is another plug to get on a Bible reading plan, but it becomes so clear once you spend time with the word and get your way through what is given to us already, how these ideas coalesce and how coherent and cohesive it is across time. You know, it becomes clear, okay, this is why they used to sacrifice animals in the old Testament. This is why Jesus had to come in the first place. This is what God's love looks like. This is what Jesus did and what his life was like. This is why people say Jesus loves you. This is why we don't have to sacrifice animals anymore. You know, all these things start to become clear when you spend time looking at these things that we're talking about, meditating on the scripture that we've mentioned and showing here's what Jesus did. And here's what that means. If you've never read those things and you, you hear these ideas, Jesus died for your sins, Jesus loves you, God loves you, God forgives you. 
What does that mean? Exactly. You know, if you have no frame of reference for what we're talking about, and it sounds like platitudes. Right. It sounds like... And especially if you've heard it your whole life, you're just kind of yeah. like... Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's... Right. But it's so much more real, tangible, and deeper. Yeah. And, and you're right. You see that when you read God's word and when you when you... When you read the Bible, that's what brings that to life. That's where you can find the answers to these things. If you, you know, because a lot of it does, it sounds, it could sound trite, these things. Um, And there's a reason why the Bible is made up of people. You know, God knew that we would have a much easier job of interpreting his ideas if they were told through the stories of people's lives. You know, Mm -hmm. the story of trial and temptation through the life of Job, you know, the story of redemption through the life of David, you know, the, the things that we've come to know about God are in the word exemplified through the lives of people. And that teaches us so much. So if, if you spend time to learn those things and, and understand what God's teaching you through them, when those things come up in your life and you're facing temptation and you're facing trial and everything's going wrong, you have somewhere to look and you have something to to grab hold of because you, you know this story. It's happened to someone before and it's in here. Right. And it can help you. Yeah. It's so... The Word of God, I just... I was telling Trevor before we hit record, like I couldn't stop reading it yesterday, you know? It's just, it's like life, you know, it really is. It, it is. Um, so yeah, plug for Bible reading plan for sure. And also plug, um, if you have questions about any of this or a comment or whatever, or just want to reach out to us for, for any reason whatsoever, um, you can email, well, you can leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube, get at us, um, at, um, our social medias, which you can find in the descriptions wherever you're listening. And also you can email us too. Yeah. So. so if any of these ideas seem foreign to you or too nebulous or hard to pin down, or this is the first time you've ever heard them, or you, you're intrigued and you're thinking, maybe I should start reading the Bible. I don't know what to do. This thing's 1,200 pages long. How do I go about <laughs> right. this? There are lots of ways you can do it, and I've done a few of them. So if you have questions about that, let us know, and we will try to do our best to help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I kind of like where that discussion went from what love is to how it's exemplified through God and what we're called to do. And it's important stuff. And, and again, if you're listening and and you don't have an outlet to talk about these things, you're not alone. Most people don't. Yeah. You know, we're very fortunate to have this where we can talk about things like this, but most people don't. If you're not part of a church or if you're not part of a a small group or you don't have these kind of conversations with your family or the people that are close to you, it's hard to have them. Yeah. You know? So so get in touch, get plugged in and yeah. and ask us questions. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Um tell us what's on your mind and we're happy to do so. I love this idea. Yeah, you can ask questions too and tell us what you want us to talk about. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, Yeah, get plugged in. I like it. So I think we've arrived at the portion of this broadcast where we're going to get to a preposterous question. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in the history of Stronger Voices, (laughs) 
Melinda May is going to ask the question? Is that where this is going? Melinda May wow. is going to ask the silly throwaway question. <laughs> it just makes me laugh because it works like this. So we're like, okay, let's end the podcast with a silly question. And I'm like, well, I don't have anything. So you'll have to ask the question. And Trevor's like, okay, but he doesn't have anything. You don't have anything no, either. No. You know, you're just like. So I will literally start talking. I will start saying a sentence. I'll pull the Michael Scott, if you've ever seen The Office, <laughs> where I will start a sentence and have no idea where it's going. <laughs> and sometimes it happens to work out into a relatively intelligible question yeah so but it's funny because i'm just like oh go ahead trev like you and know. i'm like understood <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny to me um but not this time you have prepared a preposterous question it's not preposterous okay. but it's interesting and fun i think okay okay so are you gonna answer it too you could ask well, me I, a question a different question if you'd like i kind of i think what we've done every other episode is we both answer the question. So you're at an advantage here because you know what the question is, but yeah. okay. maybe I'll answer first and maybe my answer will partly influence your answer. It's not as like, it's not like a thing that you asked me about Abraham Lincoln and T-Rexes. It's, okay. it's a little different. Okay. If you can make up a global holiday <laughs> mm. and everyone celebrates it, when would it be? How would it be celebrated? Tell me about this. Okay, so let's think about this. Take your time. Like I don't I don't Yeah. People generally get a day off in January for Martin Luther King Day. Easter is sometime in March or April. You got Fourth of July. You got Labor Day. And then you got a bunch of holidays at the end of the year. So I would say August. Mm. It's a dead time and it's nice outside. So I would say some let's say August twentieth. Okay. Nice Middle ground between 4th of July and sometime September, October, uh, when people start to take time off. There's fall break for school. There's Labor Day. So let's say August 20th. Global holiday. What are we celebrating? Hmm. Man. And how is it celebrated? Like, what how do you is want? It celebrated? Like, global holiday, everybody's doing it. It's like, you know, there's a sense of community going on. I would love. I would love things to just, ooh, what would be interesting is if, you know, power was still on, lights, air conditioning, things like that, but no digital devices for an entire day. This that is would so be good. so fun. And, and in most areas of the world, August 20th, it'd probably be relatively nice outside. So I don't know what it would be called. Is that part of the question too? You don't have to name it, but you can. Um... I don't have a name for it. I would need to think on this. That's less interesting than like what yeah. your vision so is I, I of think, what it would I think be. it would be nice to devote a day to outdoor activity and have no digital devices, no radios, no cell phones, no computers, no tablets, just going on hikes, going swimming, going to the beach. Everybody's outside. Playing football outside. Yeah. You know? doing fun outdoor things with people you care about. And maybe you have to plan it all in advance because you can't text people the day of. Right. But it would be part of the holiday. It would be part of the thing where it'd be like, oh my gosh, it's during the day and our plans have changed. We have to find a way to make things work. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. So it would be some sort of totally unplugged 
enjoy nature day. I love this idea. And you'd kind of have to be, you'd have to pick your people beforehand because yeah. you can't text them that day. Yeah. You know? So like everybody would kind of have to know like, yeah. where, how are we and, all And that doing sounds this? crazy, but a hundred years ago, that's how it was. You know, yeah. you made lunch plans to meet with someone on Wednesday at noon. You just hope they show up. Yeah. And maybe you call them. I mean, even, even after telephones were invented, it took a while to get places and maybe you'd call them earlier in the day, Yeah. but no one could text you and say, I'm running late. You just hope they show up. Yeah. And even before cell phones, even before landlines, like you made a, an appointment with someone and you just hope they showed up. You know? I think Let's you meet just... in Boston at, you know, the Boston common Wednesday at noon. Yeah. I think that was the culture. Yeah. The, <laughs> you just the, hope they it show up. necessitated that. <laughs> yeah. like, and now it's so... People were probably more accountable. Yeah. Because it, the, the technology necessitated that. Yeah. Or else no business would ever get done. Yeah. But now we have the luxury of like, oh, actually, I'll see you. Um, I'm running late. I'll see you in like two hours. Or like, yeah. can we push Let's this reschedule. Or or, oh, I'm not feeling well. Right. If you were not feeling well, you probably still went. Because yeah. if you didn't show up, it looked it, it, your reputation took a hit. Right. So yours would be like... It'd be interesting to have a throwback to that. August 20th, we revert back to the 1800s. No digital communication. Yeah. I no, love this no, no watching TV. No Netflix. No surfing the internet. Yeah. Just live your life. That's Shabbos. That's funny. That's like every... That's true. Shabbos. Yeah. But yeah, there's Shabbos. So I lived in a Hasidic Jewish neighborhood for a year. And I... Um, made friends with the Hasids and would often have Shabbos meal and stuff like that. We, we didn't follow all of the rules of Shabbos, but the whole uh, neighborhood shuts down Yeah, and there's no power allowed. There's not even, you can't light a flame, like nothing, yeah. no, no phones, no driving. And it's just, and everybody just like walks around and yeah. So my holiday, I also am inspired by a Jewish holiday called Sukkis. Um, do you know about this? No. You do because you've read it. But so what happens is the Jews, they build these um, huts outside of their houses and they sleep in them um, for this time. It's described in the Old Testament of what they're going to do of, of this holiday. But I think that sounds so fun. We're going to camp outside of our house. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that? I've done that. Camping? In like, your backyard. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh, sleeping on the trampoline? That was like a thing. You know? <laughs> I've never slept on a trampoline. Well, it's very uncomfortable with, with several people <laughs> because you all just kind of... Yeah. But it's really fun. Um, and, and... Oh yeah, and like set up tents in the backyard. Yeah. So that's a neat idea of like... So like mandatory set up tent in your backyard day. Yeah, but everybody does it. And yeah. it's not in your backyard because we're in Brooklyn. So it would be like in... In a park. Well, no. The way that they do it in Borough Park is like literally they build out onto the sidewalk these huts. like, And they're all oh, attached wow. to each other. And they're all just kind of like... It's really neat. Wow. I think it's so cool. So I guess that's not my idea. But I do. I like this idea of this holiday. But if I'm going to make my own, it would be in... It would be in like the first week of October... Okay. Because we need a fall holiday. Halloween's great, but it's the last day of October. And also, there's there's only so much you can do with Halloween. It's a little sure. limited. You know, if you're not going to dress up, you could throw a party. But I feel like fall, there needs to be more of a celebration Just, about this. Yeah, it's fall time. Let's have a fall yeah. party. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. It's in the first week of October. And I think that 
the way it's celebrated is everyone. Hmm. I like the idea. I love this idea of being outside. Maybe everyone. Um, yeah, maybe everyone spends time in nature. Maybe everyone. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, what do we normally do for holidays? We eat stuff. We're with family. Mm, yeah. Is there a certain food? No, I have an idea. I think it's going to be called. I think it's like, okay, it's this holiday in the beginning of October and everybody spends time with their best friend. And it's like best friend day. It's like Valentine's Ooh. day for best friends. Oh, that would be it. that's great. Is <laughs> yeah. there, there's not even a day like that. There like Christmas be. is normally for your families. Right. Valentine's the, day this is like for a, your friend. I like it. But like the Valentine's day is for couples is for you and your best friend. And you have a year day together. And if you have two best friends, I don't know. I'll or have yeah, to you could do it with. A, you could do it with a group, or you could do it. Yeah, you could. Yeah, but the tradition, I think, would be <laughs> just you and your best friend. And 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 I, I'm quick to say, well, some people don't have best friends, and then they'd be lonely on that day. But that's the case for Valentine's Day too. So yeah, they'll, they'll that make doesn't a, make Valentine's Day not a thing. And you know how they make like Valentine's Day? Yeah. for the single ladies, they'll make stuff like that. Yeah, you know. But if you have a best In friend, the fall best friend. It's best okay. friend day. Best friend day. And you just do all your best friend stuff. And can you imagine social media on that day? Oh, it'd oh, be so man. cute. The, there would be more relationship drama in that than Valentine's Day. Because generally, you know who you're hanging out with on Valentine's Day. If if you run in a pack of a few people, it's like, who am I going to hang out yeah. with? You know, let's make a truce. <laughs> it would be like. Let's pair off for, for best friend day. Almost like when you're single and like trying to like get a prom date or something. Yeah. It, the culture would look like that interesting yeah because who you're gonna ask and how are we gonna do this and like let's team up for best friend day it would be such a thing this is a great idea <laughs> <laughs> we should implement this starting october 1st 2020 let's make the october. inaugural best friend day we'll have a parade <laughs> erica and taylor get ready <laughs> i like this idea yeah and you could hang out with like you know You'd probably, you'd have to hang out with like four people. Yeah, this is tough. This is already tough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to make some cuts. Yeah. <laughs> make, some <laughs> make some cuts. <laughs> I feel like you call in David. I don't know if your brother counts as your best friend. Oh, man. If I'm not my brother's best friend, I don't know who is. This would be tough. Yeah, this, this would, would take be so some tough. serious brainstorming. I need to map it out. This is even more incentive to get the whiteboard system going. I think you and I, I need should. A, I need a, a graphic for this. Some we charts should. and graphs. <laughs> we should cheat. Need to get and the just ROI on hanging with different <laughs> friends on this day. Cost benefit analysis, the whole nine. Who would like? Yeah, what would yeah. make the most sense? And plus, like, it's hard because, like, yeah, like, I'm not. What do I do with like? Yeah, there's there's yeah, there's a lot of people that you love in your life. So you it know? becomes like a problem solving holiday. But that's what makes it fun. But then once it's determined you just have fun with your best friend. Yeah. Okay. So it definitely necessitates some planning, but part of the part of the, part of the fun. Every holiday does. Every that's single true. one. That's true. Yeah. I guess that makes it a more legitimate holiday then. I can't wait for Christmas. <laughs> it's only, you know, nine <laughs> months away. <I> know. <laughs> but it's so fun. It is fun. Now that we're talking about holidays, I'm just thinking about it. And I think I'll have a Halloween party this year again. It's been like, we didn't have one last year. We've thrown some really good Halloween parties. I bet. Yeah. Were you at one ever? 
No. No, I was not. Hmm. Didn't make the cut. <laughs> you probably were invited. <laughs> or we didn't know you, because I think our last one was 2018. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That's a long ways away, though. Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, Halloween, it is. Christmas. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to happen between now and then. A lot. A lot. A lot of stuff. A lot of exciting stuff. Things change so quickly, Trevor. They do. It's wild. Like, God has shown me this kind of recently, you know? It's so wild. Like, yeah. You never know. You never know. (laughs) And with that, (laughs) I think we'll ease off into the night. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed tolerating our banter and... (laughs) You know, interesting ideas. I hope some of the content from the meat of today's podcast was encouraging to you and stimulated you and led you to ask some questions about important topics, which is one of the main points of this. So if you have questions, if you have comments, please let us know. You can reach out to us, contact at strongervoicespodcast.com. Let us know what you think. And we know you have a lot of options with what you could be doing with your time. So thank you so much for spending it with us. Thank you, and we will see you for episode 11. We encourage you to reach out to us directly at contact at strongervoicespodcast.com with questions, comments, or discussion topics. We wholeheartedly thank you for your support. If you like Stronger Voices, we humbly ask you to do two things. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. And copy this link right now and send it to the person you care most about in this world. Thank you again. And we'll see you for the next episode of Stronger Voices.